right. That's how so, that was my name. <laughs> <laughs> so this, you're with Mel and Kyle. And and this, is, this is Let's, Let's Chat. Chat. So today we are talking about Mel's uh, near-death experience. And uh, I'm, I don't know if it's that dramatic, but... Well, I had a near-death experience. My life flashed before me in Meyer last Saturday. I was looking for the coveted potatoes, onions, <laughs> like a potatoes O'Brien. Um, yeah, and I was looking for um, the pierogies that you had told me. <laughs> So the pierogies. Did they they sell them at your store? Yeah, I finally found them after the near death experience that I almost had to leave the store for. But I was like, nope, I've came this far. (laughs) Oh, what happened? Did Wild Karen get you? Um, Well, I was wearing flip flops. Uh (laughs) I was wearing dress clothes because I had just got off from my part time job sitting in the office all day. So I was dressed up, but I had on flip flops. Okay, all right. And I'm walking down the freezer aisles. When next thing you know, almost dropped everything I had in my basket. My foot went almost into the splits. I gave myself basically whiplash. Oh, no. So ever since then, like, my neck has been so messed up. And yeah. Was it like a wet floor or something? Wet floor. Yeah, yeah. The whole floor was wet because it's like they wheeled out their pallets. Oh, And then after that happened... I could, I just saw all the water down all the oh, the aisle way. Okay. There was one guy that was shopping at the end of the aisle, but didn't see a single thing. So your life <laughs> could have been over, and no one would have helped. I or I could be very rich right now, <laughs> <laughs> making that Meyer money. Making that Meyer money. <laughs> so yeah. So if you hear my neck crack like a glow stick, okay, it's because it's messed up, and I'm still kind of refusing to go back to my chiropractor until they get their shit together. All right, yeah, so you were talking about that a few days ago. What is up with your chiropractor? I don't think she knows how to do her job. <laughs> What's your doctor's name? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, what, why, why isn't she doing her job? Is she not getting, like... She's not doing the, the adjustments in my neck. Um... Yeah, and then they charged me $20 for some lady to hand me a piece of paper with exercises that I actually had to show the lady how to do them and explain them to her. Really? So I'm a little mad about that because they could have just gave me that paper or told me to Google stuff. Yeah. And they're charging me $20. That's some bullshit. Yeah, so I've not been back. <laughs> Damn. And then I Art. hurt my neck. I should have went on... It- I think I had an appointment last Friday, but I had to cancel. And then, of course, Saturday is when I had my near-death experience. (laughs) (laughs) Now I probably need it, but I'm just refusing to go because they're just charging me money and I'm not getting any relief. Did she even adjust you last time with that $20? Or did she just tell you what to do and oh no 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 no. she had done she tried to do my adjustment beforehand but she has issues with my neck okay so i'm not really sure what's going on i don't know why it's such an issue right seems like the only thing that's helping me is scraping and i can't get that done every day yeah that's a little rough on you i mean even if you get it done like once a week like it's just not the same effect and yeah it'd be rough yeah, I remember the first time I had like the muscle scraping. 
and whew, it's that's amazing. It's, it, you kind of have you kind of have to just have it done to you to to understand it. But the best way to describe it is kind of like. <sighs> it's a deep tissue massage. It's a deep tissue, but like I don't know the scraper tool that they use. It it kind of like pushes your skin to an uncomfortable yeah it's, level. <laughs> I don't know how else to really know. say it. They kind of oil you up and then scrape it across your skin. Well, I think until everybody's it- kind of done where you're giving your like maybe like a lid to a cap or something or you're using something to almost give that extra force and it's like you're and it feels it's like a hurt so good kind yeah. of pain Yeah, that's what it is. It's definitely feel. a hurt so good. More on the hurts than good. <laughs> but you feel way better like instantly for me. I I think yeah, leaving the the session um you do feel better. It's it's kind of hard to describe, but or it's almost um, like um, if you had like milk, mucus, mucus buildup, and like <laughs> someone's like pounding on your back to loosen it up. Like it's not that's not how it feels, but it's the effect of like you're loosening up. Yeah, yeah. Those it's, blood vessels that I guess part of the lactic acid. Yeah, it, and it's it's in between your and muscles it's breaking and up the uh, the sort of like scar tissue that yes. builds up in between the muscle fibers after yes. doing especially if you work out a lot which uh you definitely do um doing kickboxing and running and stuff um you know in the shoulders it's such a powerhouse area of the body mm-hmm. um that they have so much stress that builds up and that like those muscle fibers rub up against each other create like microscopic scar tissue the rubbing um scraping like breaks that back up so that your muscles have free range movement again. And, um, that really helped me, um, the first time I experienced that because I was doing this, these martial arts, you know, jujitsu and, um, like Muay Thai and my shoulders, upper back were so tight. Like I was getting like pain sitting there at my desk at work and everything. And I couldn't, like I reached a breaking point. I was like, something has to give. So I found a great physical therapist, massage therapist, and he did deep tissue and the scraping on me. And I was immediately relieved and could had so much better range of movement in my upper body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah. I need to, need to do this regularly as like self-care. Because I used to think of it as like kind of like a, a foo-foo, sweet treat. treat. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's like, especially if you do like a more of a, a deep tissue or sports type massage, they're they're really just trying to take care of your muscles and um, let you have range of motion versus just, uh, you know, relaxing of stress. And, yeah, know, there's stress. nothing relaxing about that. That's the thing. No, it's not relaxing. <laughs> you only find the relief after they're, they're done because <laughs> the whole time you're actually kind of like, oh, God, when's this end? My foot does this thing where I t- twirl my foot because uh-huh. that's how I channel. That's how you <laughs> get rid of that, that sort of pain and yep. energy. <laughs> I channel it through twirling my foot. Uh-huh. It's like when I go get um, like a blood test or, uh, you know, like any kind of a thing with needles. I have a phobia with needles and um, like. I'll, I didn't know that. You yeah. have a phobia of needles. I really, I really do. I, I, I ain't scared of nothing. I avoid. Look <laughs> for you. Fuck <laughs> scared of shit. Join the Navy SEALs. <laughs> <laughs> Too old. Uh, but you no, know, like I do have a phobia of needles. So when I do have to get blood drawn or shots or something. I'll relax on my body except for maybe like the other hand or a foot and I'll just clench 
that my toes curl and I'll just push into the ground real hard or like I'll, I'll grab the uh, chair or something mm-hmm. like that uh, just to leave that other side as loose as possible because I definitely don't want to have to go through it again because I messed up and you know especially when they give you shots and you like remember when you're a kid and you'd like squeeze it and like ah, I don't remember that because oh. I didn't care I wasn't scared you fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay alright so most little kids don't like shots you know I, and they'll be, I honestly don't remember like, any of it anymore I would so. move around a lot and, and yeah, everything, and they'd have to redo it, and it's like I, I don't want them to have to stick me again. Yeah, sure. It's like that fear from yeah. when I was a kid, especially you know, like having to redo it. So, yeah, I'm I'm very uh, phobic and conscious of like needles going in me and trying to. Channel, well, I mean, I don't want random needles just going into me. Well, but yeah, okay, I'm not. okay, yeah. Well, I don't think most people want random, very, ran, random needles. I'm very conscious of needles going in me. Like your needles look at well for people who aren't afraid of anything. Fingers coming at you. <laughs> That's the sound of us giving random shots. I guess with our hands, we're doing the, the like we got claws, but they're needles. That's the spritzing of the medicine. Uh, I don't like you. Go to sleep. Oh, oh man! <laughs> shots in the mouth. Oh man, I'm tired. <laughs> what, what did I call Edward Needle Fingers? <laughs> Johnny Depp's new role. Jo- yeah, Johnny Depp's and that lady's. Son. Well, that could be his. That could be their son. That would be their son. <laughs> Eddie Junior. <laughs> Needle Finger. <laughs> I'm also thinking of like phalanges and like just that word phalanges makes me think of like the guy. The blow-up guy at the... Like car dealerships? Uh, car de- the the blow-up Phalanges and single... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Today's show is sponsored by Squatchy Sauce Company Sauces. Squatchy Cat. Uh, so if you didn't know, uh, I make my own sauces and salsas. Some hot, some not. Uh, I'm just all about the flavors. Uh, Flavor-first kind of sauces... Uh, spice can always be added, but never taken away. So you got to start with a good base. And that's how Squatchy Sauce Company's mantra is, is, uh, flavor before heat. Uh, but we've got some great ones. We've got, uh, mango sauce. Uh, that's more of like a medium spice. we got, uh, basic bish, which is like a mild jalapeno based sauce got hot navel hot navel that's that's a new oranges habanero Mm. yeah you've tried that one yes okay i thought i'd let you try that before i gave you a bottle but anyway check us out on instagram at squatchy sauce co um that is s-q-u-a-t-c-h-y sauce yeah and uh hit us up let us know uh if you're interested in something it's it's this is a new new ish company uh something been kind of doing from home but uh looking to expand and uh we'd appreciate you uh leaving some comments and checking us out thank you so anyway we just had some really good uh 
Mediterranean. Mediterranean, like Eastern Mediterranean, Egyptianish, uh, Lebanese type food. Uh, we had some hummus, baba ganoush, which is like one of our favorites. We both agree on that. Love, Love the roasted eggplant. Oh man, <laughs> man, it's so good. But we just tried this place that's new to this area. It's called the uh, Naf Naf, and um, it's a chain. I just learned, but I'll tell you what, that's really good quality food yes. like it's kind of like a subway for uh or like a chipotle or chipotle you just kind of mm-hmm. go up and build your own yeah build dish. your own little bowl or we bowl, both yeah. had the vegetarian platter with falafel it had the hummus Whew. it had the bobby ganoe <laughs> it had uh uh it had like cucumber tomato salad it, it wasn't it wasn't a tabbouleh but it was um yeah cucumber onion tomato type salad just mm-hmm. real fresh diced up so it was nice and like crunchy crunchy yeah. and like nothing there weren't huge chunks of like say a cucumber or like a whole tomato or anything that you kind of had to get around it was all like really evenly prepared and everything and then we got like uh sauces um which were everything was really good everything was great. and we both kind of agree that like nothing needed the sauces everything was already well seasoned yeah the sauces were just there to add to it. Now, that garlic sauce is now my life. I will put that on everything. <laughs> I need um, to find that recipe because it said it was just a simple blend of mayonnaise and garlic, which I don't we buy. Both, no, we don't, both don't buy that because it's too runny to be just mayonnaise and garlic. Too, too white. Too, yeah, it's too... It looks clean white. Like yeah. Something you'd find like clinically white. You know what I mean? No shoe white. No shoe white. Yeah, you can't Swiss <laughs> white, you know. Um, but yeah, it's I love playing around with sauces. Um, like, I made some uh, tzatziki. I've been on a tzatziki <gasps> crave Ooh, yeah, for a long that time. that would have been a good add to this, too. But, the, I mean, that's yeah, more Yeah, that's Greek. more Greek, yeah. When this Plus, is kind of just Mediterranean. But still, it would have it would have gone great Versus having it. the tahini sauce. Because I thought the tahini was good. Well, I mean, tahini's already in the hummus. It, uh, right. Is, is it already in the hummus and probably the bab ganoush? I mean, I, yes. put, I put it in oh, my bab yeah, ganoush. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it's it. in there, too. So, like, having the tahini sauce would have been a nice, different... Uh, yeah, a different flavor yeah. profile. Yeah. Yeah, and I like to make mine, because um, I first had it knowingly, uh, probably at a restaurant, but um, that I it truly made a, like, a mark on my consciousness was when I went to Greece in t- 2008. And it blew my mind because they... All right, so Americans that haven't been to Greece, Mel and I both have. Um, their tzatziki, you will never find one in America made like that unless it's from like a, a Greek family because they load up on the garlic so much that it's spicy. And yeah. Americans can't handle garlic like that. So it's always toned down and usually they make up for it with like adding salt or something like that. It's They just... It's just not the same, but I I go home and I've been on this crave, so I buy like the whole fat Greek yogurt. It's it tastes almost like sour cream, you know. What I mean, it's about that consistency too. And then I got some fresh dill that I bought from the store, bulbs of garlic, and uh, you know you got your lemon juice uh, and salt and you know cucumber of course. And then you just kind of you know. I've not tried that sauce of yours. The tzatziki? No. No, I've never... It's something I've just made at home. Yeah. But I've tried, like, your hummus and baba ganoui. And baba ganoui. <laughs> baba ganoui. 
Um, yeah, no, you just didn't haven't caught caught me at the right time, I guess. Well, next time we've decided when we try this Mediterranean restaurant, we're just going to order the catering carry out because everything was delicious. It was. And there was a few things that we didn't get to try. So mm-hmm. let's just order everything and have some people over and you can make your tzatziki sauce. Tzatziki? Tzatziki. <laughs> you're, you're getting it with tzatziki. it out. Well, if you looked at my plate, the it, was sauce. All, it was all mashed together at, by true. the end of That's my true. meal that I just like mixing it all together. When, you know when you like something that much though? Or like everything on your plate, you just mix it up and just because yeah. every bite is. And then delicious. you just take that pita as a vehicle to shove it all in your mouth. Yeah. So it's like I just want a taste of everything. Yes. Sauces, everything. But that garlic sauce—that's something you should play around with. That is, that's my jam right now. Is that garlic? Yeah. Like so, you know, I would. We definitely. We should have I think a, it was a Mediterranean low, party. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was a low-fat mayonnaise? to be that kind of runny. I have no idea because I'm not a mayonnaise person, uh-huh. so I have no idea. Definitely wasn't Miracle Whip. No. No. Um, Honestly, I thought it I, I would have guessed it was yogurt-based if you hadn't looked it up and seen that it was mayonnaise just because of how how white it I'm was. I'm sure there probably and, is yogurt in it since it's Mediterranean. I bet you know it's that, got... I bet it's a or mixture of I that. Or I wonder if they made their own mayonnaise. Could be. Because, be. I mean, mayonnaise is just oil and eggs, mm-hmm. a few other things. So, yeah, I, I, if they would have added, made their own. Yeah, could have added the uh, yogurt and yogurt everything to else. It. To it. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Cause, yeah, because it can't be just those two things. Right, it, right. It's impossible. Right. Anyway, that was really good stuff. So, uh, shout out to Naf Naf. Um, maybe you can be a sponsor one of these days. <laughs> Hook us up days. with the catering deal because uh, your shit is awesome. Yeah, it was so, so good. So I lo- I like cooking just as like a part time hobby, and since I've been on furlough for ever, it seems like um, that's one of the things that I have gotten even deeper into. Um, I, I made some pretzels earlier this week. Fucking awesome! That garlic sauce would be good on those pretzels. The everything pretzels. Yeah, every, yeah, because I made the everything pretzels since I had the the mix, and I was like, you know what? These are just like one or two ingredients different than a bagel. Uh, yeah, so I'm truly, pretty much, truly. you know, because um, otherwise this prep and everything is the same. So it's like anything you can think of on a bagel would have been just great on these. Because I, I I had my everything pretzels as like sandwiches. Yeah, I cut them in half because they were thick enough. Nice. Cut them in, and. Um, I had like a, a vegetarian BLT. I had my veggie bacon, some lettuce, tomato. I, I got those. Oh, have you ever had the... Uh, sounds good. Oh, and I threw avocado on there too. Oh, hell yeah. Got to. <laughs> yeah, you bought <laughs> avocado shirts. But man, yeah, you... Uh, it's 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 super good. I, I got the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Had those, those, are, those have a really good flavor to them. So I bought some of those. Had those uh, on my sandwich. I've been having like a caprese salad. Because I've got a basil plant and it is putting out so much like leaves, you know what I want. So I've been making like pesto as well and just trying to throw shit, you know, use it. Um, that black raspberry sauce that I made, yeah, I used some of my uh, fresh basil and rosemary in that too. Speaking of that, yeah. today I was eating available at Squatchy Sauce Company. <laughs> throw it in. So I had some leftover. Um, 
basically like poppy seed crackers. Okay. And then um, they're the water, the water crackers. So they're like real thin, um, have poppy seeds in them. And then I was eating them with blue cheese. And then I thought that raspberry sauce drizzled on top of that would be so good. That would be really good on cheeses, like especially sharp cheeses, like like a blue gorgonzola. Um, Yeah. Probably even a good sharp cheddar, like a... uh, uh, I had like an English cheddar. I think I told you when I made the pretzels, I made a beer cheese and I used a uh, champagne cheddar and it was probably, I think, aged a year. So it was like, had that almost, um, you know, when you get a good aged cheese that's kind of hard, it, it kind of has that nutty yet slightly sweet, but I don't know, tanginess to it. Mm-hmm. It had that. And that would be really good with that blackberry habanero sauce that I made. I wonder if you could turn that into a vinaigrette. I don't see why not. Because that would be good like um, like on certain salads where they put like like blue cheese or gorgonzola yeah. and then they maybe put like some almonds and stuff and like a raspberry type vinaigrette with that. that would it, would be, it would at least go well with like a vinegar or mm-hmm. a vinaigrette. Um, and then you can drizzle that on top to, since it's like a thicker consistency. Yeah. Add that as a drizzle on top and voila. That would be really good. You know, I've got a, um, a blueberry vinegar that I made <laughs> last year. I was making, I got blueberry, I had a whole bunch of blueberries. And so I made a half gallon, no, yeah, half gallon of blueberry wine and then half gallon of blueberry vinegar what would you do with blueberry vinegar well you can make a, a blueberry vinaigrette <laughs> yeah make a reduction so it's thicker it's almost like a sauce like consistency huh. um just something where you kind of want that uh, that berry flavor in the background and everything like that i don't know it's just uh the vinegar was almost actually kind of by accident because i was hoping to get like two half gallon containers of wine. Um, but one of them started oxidizing and um, that's when it started turning into vinegar. So it's like, well, hmm. interesting. it's not a bad thing to happen. I just wasn't planning on it. So now I've, you know, I've got it and kept it as vinegar. Um, I haven't used it in a while. Nice. Yeah. So let's see, what else do you make? You make sauces. Um, the salsa. Salsas, I which mean, I'm, your sauces have been amazing especially like those green sauces are some of oh, my yeah, favorites the, the salsa verdes um i yes. like playing around with those uh especially like roasting i love the roast like flavor of roasted vegetables yeah, i feel like we need to get back into the salsa making yeah I, well i've i never quite stopped but yeah. it's so easy to to do the sauce, sauce because yeah. um i i can just throw it into like my vitamix the ingredients and um now i've got a kind of uh good idea of portions of what makes how much and typically like especially like when it comes to like the peppers themselves how much of those to put into my blender knowing like the spice level that will come out of it versus you know the proportions of say if it's vinegar or a little bit of water or sugar if there's any sugar i try not to add sugar to anything i try to let the the veggies or fruits 
kind of do it themselves. You know, I'll, I'll add salt to help balance the vinegar because that can sometimes be overpowering. Um, but you know, that's what, that's what part of it is, is uh, like an art, so to speak, of cooking is trying to find those balances and everything. Because technically anyone can make a sauce or a hot sauce. You can literally just throw some peppers and water or vinegar in and call that a sauce and blend them up. But if you don't have any thing else to really go into it, you know, balance, then it's, to me, it's not really a, a sauce. You got to find that balance of flavor and, you know, if you want spice, then the spice as well. But not every sauce has to be spicy. That's the thing. So many people, especially, I think it's American thing. People think that if it's a sauce, that they associate hot with it. And that it's got, if it's not blowing their mouth up, then it's not spicy enough. Yeah. I I feel like I get that a lot when I have people try, not necessarily you or anything, but like people outside of my usual tasting group, um, try it. A lot of them, no one has ever said that the flavor wasn't there, but a lot of people have said like, oh, this, I think it could be spicier. I think it could be spicier. And it's like, dude, like I have a really good tolerance for, for heat and everything. Cause I love spicy things, but any spicier and you, you can't, you won't be able to start, you start losing the flavor of the yeah. actual sauce. Yeah. It's like, if you just want to burn your mouth, just bite into a pepper or something. Right. Right. Yeah. You're, I feel like you get to a certain point and it's so hot that you can't even taste it anymore. No, all you're, all you're focused on is how much your mouth is burning. Yeah. Or you want to be like, I'm so cool. Cause I ate this hot sauce. Right. Okay. So like, like you, do, you do that, you do that. And then you're left with a Burning whole bottle mouth. and you a whole bottle lips. of sauce that you're never going to eat the rest <laughs> of because it was so freaking hot to begin with that. Like, okay. I reached that miles milestone, whatever. I don't, I don't want anymore. You know, kind of like you, you reach your goal. Now you're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. And it's like, I want to make sauces that people want to keep putting on to food and keep eating versus hitting that uh that peak of oh yeah that's hot and no one can it. eat it because yeah, no one can eat hot. it i think a lot of you know quote unquote sauce makers don't find that balance they just they they throw in some ingredients and call it a day without actually thinking of the the balance of those ingredients and it's just you end up with just a fucking bottle of fire it's to me it's all about the flavor and what uses could be for that sauce. Yeah, I mean, I can deal with the heat, but if it tastes like shit, who cares? Exactly. If you wanted something hot, you know, you're just going to throw some literal pepper onto it. Yeah. Because the whole point of sauces are to, I think, to uh, complement your food, not to to Mm -hmm. overtake it. Mm -hmm. I mean... I I almost approach my sauce like I approach beer. I want to look at the flavors, the ingredients, like... I'm not going to rule out a beer because it's an IPA. Oh, I don't like IPAs. No, mm-hmm. it's what's the flavor combo? Like what's going into it? That sounds interesting. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to be open, especially when it comes to like the food uh, side of, of life. Like there's so many variances. You have to be open to trying a lot. I feel like, because if you, you if you live closed off, you're never going to find that next best thing for you. And, you know, I think that's a, a you're shortchanging yourself 
no. in life. There's too much shit to experience. Sure. Try it all. Sure. Um, and I, I think you've got a good taste testing range of people too. I think so because I know a lot of people that don't have much of a, a palate for spice or anything like that. They can't handle much. Or like you or, got people that are just like such plain chicken eaters mm-hmm. that they don't like, oh, I don't like the taste because it doesn't taste like barbecue. <laughs> you know, it's just, you, you've got the plain palate people, mm-hmm. which typically your normal taste testing group, like we all kind of have like a pretty broad range of palate, yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. like. And yeah, I like the heat. I can take the heat, but if it doesn't taste good. It's only one component. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. And I think people, especially Americans, because we're obsessed with hot stuff. Bragging. I mean, look at the show Hot Ones. The Hot Ones show. You know what I mean? That's all about just heat. How can can you handle the heat and get through an interview? I mean, it's funny. But that's funny. Yeah. It's funny and it's entertaining. (laughs) It's more for the entertainment. It serves its purpose. But I think people don't translate what they see as entertainment into reality. They, they, because actually, Don't I think some of those it. super, super hot ones actually taste pretty gross. They do. Because you get that, after a certain point, you get so much of the... Uh, you can uh, taste like the chemical the, part like, of it. Yeah, there's like a, a, a component to peppers that's yeah. common in all peppers that, especially once you get uh, to a certain Scoville level, it it starts getting, like to me, like this almost metallic um, bitterness that you can kind of... Yeah. associate with with hot peppers and once it starts that starts becoming too dominant i'm out because because yeah. it's it's like um with anything when it, a certain flavor lingers that doesn't jive with you you know you can't do it like that's like some beers especially and a lot of people um don't like the bitterness of beers and some beers honestly they do it to themselves they have like this su- a super bitterness that lingers mm-hmm. i don't mind a bitter beer but I don't want it to sit in my mouth and have me taste it five minutes yeah. after I've already swallowed the last drop. And it's like, you know, great sweat segue into beers. Cause we're actually enjoying some, some of your Hefeweizen that you've brought tonight. So, um, I love a good half. I think most people know that about me. I love a good German beer. So Hefeweizen is one of my go-to um, For sure. beers at most places just because um, I tend to like the flavors. I kind of know what I'm going to get into. Top yeah, let's top that off. All right. um, so yeah, Kyle brought some Hefeweizen. Oh, you're, look, you're even drinking it in a whole garden glass that I have. <laughs> nice. Oh, should have got out my... Um, oh, you got the, uh, the wheat beer glass? Yeah, I got um, from Munich. Uh, Hop Row House. Actually, I got I've got two Hop Row House beer glasses. I've got the one you guys got me in Munich, and then I've got the one from the one that's in what is that? Like uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, Newport, Cincinnati, Newport. Yeah, Newport, Kentucky, and Cincinnati area. Uh, yeah, so I I also homebrew. Uh, check us out. Uh, my brother and I have Inner Dialogue Brewing on Instagram. Uh, we do mead and beer. And, you know, we play around with prison hooch and, and wine, of course, because you heard me talk earlier. Yeah, I think... Uh, Next, we're getting into corn liquor. Corn liquor. You know, oh, I would like to try Some distilling, but I, I'm so afraid of something exploding that, you know, I'm like, you know, maybe I should just 
We should go buy, out to your, da- your I should dad's just buy house some shit. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere to let it sit. With the corn liquor. You just kind of let it sit in a shed out in the middle of nowhere. He, he lives He lives in Danville. Is that not country? He, like, out in the middle he, of nowhere? Well, I, I guess everywhere's out in the middle of nowhere if you get far enough away from it. But <laughs> but he lives like uh, literally um, just off of the square downtown. Ah. So he... He, he, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, I'm sure they would buy some crazy story from your dad, like it's, it's his <laughs> like fallout shelter or something. That would be funny. <laughs> oh man, no, I could see him uh, I could having see like him. a little shed for something like that. Although he, my dad doesn't drink and he doesn't brew or anything like that, so that's what probably makes it even funnier. But he's got this like personality where you could almost see him being like that crazy guy in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, your dad does tell some funny Mag Dog twenty twenty stories. Okay. Yeah. He. <laughs> all right. So he was wild. He was a wild child uh, growing up and everything. But he got his shit together probably shortly before marrying my mom and then having my brother and I. Um, but yeah, some of the stories we'll have to have him on the show at some point. Definitely, Scott has to be a guest because he's got sure. he's got some wild stories. So uh, one of my favorite people in this world. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely entertainment. He he's so funny. Oh man! So let's switch it up a little bit. Let's talk about uh, camping. So camping. We, yeah, we haven't gone camping in. I haven't gone camping years. in years. I, said, I think I went... That last time where we went to Hoosier National Forest. Yeah. yeah. And I went and Ellen met us later. That's the last time I've been camping. That was like... Yeah, that was like that a, full, was, that's a full weekend of that camping. Was like five years ago, probably. Easily. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, it is a while ago. Well, Ellen was going through her... Master's? Um, master's program. Okay, so it was probably closer to five years ago. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe not quite, but um, yeah, I haven't anyway. been camping in that spot probably since then. Um, but I did go there a few years ago with my brother and dad, and we decided to not hike up that that ridge that mm-hmm. we usually camp on. We just kept following the trail uh, that kind of paralleled that creek. And we decided that we're going to camp just off the creek, uh, so it was close to water. Yeah, but doesn't close to water draw animals? It does. <laughs> it does. That's why my brother <laughs> probably shouldn't have, but my brother brought a shotgun just to... Your brother with a shotgun for personal me. protection. You know, your dad and your brother scare me with <laughs> weapons. So, so, uh, yeah, so we had that, but we were wanting to camp there because we didn't want to haul around oh, all that sure. water yeah. like we had in the past. Because we, what we do is we go to, like, the road that we take to get to the forest, typically, it ends at a creek, and there's a bridge that's cut off to vehicle traffic, and you can only go over it by foot. And um, our camping spot is about three miles in. And usually on top of a ridge that we actually, we have to take a winding trail up. And um, but it's a national forest, so it's like primitive camping. You, as long as you don't camp on the trail, you can pretty much camp wherever you want. And uh, so we we bring in all our supplies and the water, and the water is heavy. 
and you can only carry so much. So what we decided to do is we camped by the creek and we had this like water filtration system. So and we just brought empty like one gallon containers so that we can fill those up and then use them as needed, drink, cook, whatever. Yeah. Um, so my dad had put this uh, filtration system together, tested it out at home uh, a few weeks prior. Everything was good, so he said. And <laughs> we get to the, the our camping spot, set up camp, get bitten by mosquitoes. But we got there relatively early in the afternoon. And so it was still sunny and, and hot, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a little bit of hiking and we decided, you know, the water our personal drinking water we had on us was starting to get low. So we're like, okay, let's head back to camp and uh, start filling up water containers because we're going to be thirsty and want to cook soon for dinner before it gets dark. Uh, so we started doing that and something in the filtration system starts messing up and you got to pump it by hand and it forces the water through whatever it sources. At this point, we're using like this pond sort of off the creek and it forces the water through like a filtration system. Nice. And uh, so we started pushing it through there and we got maybe a half gallon. Sidebar, are you wearing bowling shoes? <laughs> no, 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 these are like, these are my motorcycle riding shoes. They're kind of like chucks. Well, they look like bowling shoes. And then bowling I noticed shoes. that the laces are bright neon green, which screams bowling alley too. You know what? They kind of do look like bowling <laughs> shoes, but they're high tops and they, they're like sort of like leather chucks at the same time. Yeah. Um, Sorry, they're, sidebar. They're, they're TCX brand. Sidebar, I just noticed. Oh, no, that's good. <laughs> so we start pumping this water through and then half, like maybe a half gallon in, it just, it's like, it just freezes. The water, the air pressure builds up and nothing is going through anymore. And we're just... Can you like see, is it yeah, like yeah, a it's, sieve it's, or it's like a filter? It's kind of like, can a, see it, going it looks kind of like a small bike pump that you, you know, it's like maybe... Can you see the water going you can, through it? Yeah, yeah. It's like about the size of a, a bike pump and you're pushing water through hoses, sucking it up and, you know, that, that action. And uh, all of a sudden it stops. And there's just like, like, just like on a bike pump, sometimes when it's too full or the pressure's so high, you can't push down anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what we were getting. And it, it, the seal was like not letting air pass through and the water wasn't moving. And basically we took it apart like 10 times and nothing worked and essentially we had to make the decision to no to pack up or not have any water to to cook with or to drink and we decided to finally just pack it up while it was still daytime and uh yeah that was a bummer because uh, yeah. we were already like starting to get really dehydrated and thirsty because it was so hot outside and but how far away from your cars were you uh, we were about four miles. So we had to pack up everything back onto our backs and hike it back out of there. Well, I was going to say, couldn't one of you have just gone back to the car and, but then even to go to the nearest store. That's, that's, that's another hour. hour yeah. True. True. Yeah. It was just a pain in the ass. So we just, so we just, we weighed everything. We're like, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. We're, yeah. we're starting to get dehydrated. 
We've run out of water. We don't have any more. After how long? We were out there all day. <laughs> we, were, we were out there all day. And uh, so, yeah, we decided to just pack you it. You didn't up. take any water? You didn't no, have any of we, like we that? We were relying. We, oh. All right. So we, we, had, we had individual bottles uh, on us. And we ran through those early on in the day because gotcha, we were gotcha. relying 100% and our confidence on well, this. Don't you guys have like, you could wear if you're like bicycling or yeah, the hydration packs. The hi- yeah. Yeah, packs. yeah. Yeah. We had those and we burned, we burned through those and the, they had the bottles of water. You had, exactly. Yeah. Cause we're like, we're going to go minimal. We're going to yeah. be able to pump this. And Cause yeah, you thought you'd be able thought to we were good. It all work. Yeah. yeah. So we learned our lesson and, uh, I think my dad ended it under being covered under like manufacturer warranty. It was like, oh. it was that messed up. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, cool. he sent it back to him, and they're like, "Yeah, here's your free replacement." Oh wow! So, like they sent him a whole new. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nice. So that that's the last time we camped out at Hoosier National Forest. Now I did go to um, McCormick's Creek State Park. I've been there last year. I want to say last October. I remember going November. there like. Right out of high school, with mm-hmm. it's a nice look. It's a nice family. place. It's just not completely wild like uh, yeah. Hoosier National. You know, it's Hoosier National goes all the way from Brown County to all the way uh, to the Ohio River and down. I think almost until oh, close to Evansville, the outside, uh, not too far yeah, outside I think of Evansville. It's out, yeah, I mean it covers a good portion I mean, of the yeah, state. I know it goes down to Bloomington. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it starts. Um, the northernmost part is just south of Bloomington. Yeah. And it goes all the way to the Ohio. Um, and it's cool. It's, anyone gets a chance to go out there and visit, it's beautiful. Untouched wilderness, basically. Um, but yeah. So would you say that um, your dad encouraged this love of Squatchy? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Were talking about We were talking about Squatch sauce. Yeah, okay. Then you started talking about camping. So yeah, my um, did your dad instill this curiosity so. of Sasquatch, or where did this all come from? Because I feel like we're all somewhat curious about Sasquatch. Mm. Like even before I met you guys, like yeah, like yeah, maybe it's real, maybe my, it's not. Who knows? My nickname is Squatchy. Uh, my dad and grandpa gave me that because when I was thirteen, I was just like. You know, this oh is that when you new... had long curly hair yeah yeah i was like this brand new teenager everything like that and then when i hit 14 puberty also hit like overnight and i got super hairy you know <laughs> chest hair arm hair ass hair back hair leg hair everywhere hair and my dad and grandpa just called me squatchy because i just popped up super hairy like that and you know that my dad was always fascinated by Sasquatch anyway, and and has a uh, encounter story. Uh, uh, he, he he he. I'll let him tell it. You know, in maybe a future oh, episode. Yes. But basically, he believes he's what he saw one time when he was younger, riding a motorcycle through the country, was a gorilla-like looking animal out in a cornfield eating corn, and hey. he he went and told some wildlife officials because it was right by a uh, um, state park up north in uh, uh, almost by um, Mishawaka. Okay. I think it was called Potato Creek State Park. Tippecanoe? Potato Creek. <laughs> Tippecanoe? Baba Ganui. <laughs> so, and when was that? Like this was, 
this was roughly 70s prob- 80s? no probably like 90s very very early <laughs> 80s because i wasn't born yet and i think my mom and dad got married in 84 something like that um okay so, so was it, he out of high school he was out of high school okay so it was somewhere and i think he graduated in 79 Okay. So roughly there. I'll let him tell the story in oh, a, a future yes. time because, you know, it's his story. But anyway, so ever since then, he has been interested in like Bigfoots, cryptids, anything kind of mysterious. Mm-hmm. And I think all, all of us to a degree have like an allure to mystery. Yeah. And everything. You know, and there's stuff out there that you can't explain. And um, I don't know. I think that's a draw, you know, trying to yeah. always wonder what what is out there. You know, there's so much, you know, in the past, people would attribute things they didn't understand to magic or sure. fairies and stuff. And, you know, so much of that stuff we can or now put a religious have, spin yeah, on it. Yeah, like, exactly. oh, it's the devil. Right. Yeah. There's always some kind of alternate reasoning. Yeah. So, you know, man has a way of trying to make something understandable. Yes. And, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of things I understand that I don't understand put it you know muddily <laughs> so yeah I, I find that kind of stuff interesting too you know um I, i'd like to say uh like on the x files you know i want to believe but i need evidence myself personally sure, sure. but i don't dismiss something out of hand first off without just trying to get some kind of basis well yeah i mean we are children of the era of Unsolved Mysteries and uh, Rescue 911. What was the, um, um, uh, oh, the criminal one? With John Walsh? Yeah. Uh, uh, America's Most Wanted. Yes, America's Most Wanted. Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, have you our, watched any of the new Unsolved Mysteries? No, I have not. It's They're on my actually list. Actually, really, really good. Uh, they have no, done such I'm a good job it. of, like, editing and the production of it and like the 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 telling of the story like the sequencing of the evidence and the 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 build-up to the the mystery in the in the end you know it's like i don't know it's i find it really entertaining and a really good uh um storytelling storytelling yeah and and cultivation of the the mystique what made the the first iteration of unsolved mysteries that we all know was from kids that appealing they they've done that and i I can't wait to watch it but i can't decide like do i need to just binge all the episodes we practically did we would do like two (laughs) episodes a night are they 30 minutes or no they're an hour which is really nice and since it's on netflix there's no commercials true true. so like you don't lose focus like you you could sometimes back in the day with tv commercials in between interrupting and all that stuff Which uh, I think adds to the production value because it's, I don't know, it kind of keeps you enthralled. You don't get lost. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, and you you turned us on to uh, the one with William Shatner. Oh, the unexplained. The unexplained. Oh, that is you so know. good. So, if you're a fan of like ancient aliens, yeah, and throwing unsolved mysteries, like that's exactly that's that's exactly good. it. Because, like, it'll More be... More emphasis on the, the unexplained, unexplained slash weird. paranormal. Not even paranormal, but just, like, we don't understand... 
don't know. There was like some, what, like what about the the Goatman? Oh goat man. yeah, yeah. I mean that that that, that was kind of like a toss away episode. Yeah, it I mean, was funny. It was, it, but it's entertaining. It's entertaining at the very least. But there's nothing like scientific. Like, oh yeah, that was like more of like yeah. the ancient aliens where um, it's like yeah, something crazy. But I think I I, I explained it to you guys using the example of the lady that got struck by lightning twice. Yes. Now so that's like, weird. Like they still can't figure out like things about her because the way she was struck by lightning I think both times doesn't even make sense how she's still alive. Yeah. And like they're doing other things about it. So like testing her like body because she says that she can like um, feel when things are coming. Yeah. Like yeah. storms. She's really staticky. So, like, it's unexplained, like, why it happened to her, how it happened to her the way it did. But, you know, it's not, like, scary or, like, ancient aliens where it's like, she's an alien. <laughs> right. It's just, the most outrageous it's just like, claim, one of those, yeah. like, cool science, like, uh, we don't know. We're but, just, like, we're just hey. pre- we're presenting it uh, and, you know, or take like it or leave a- it. Did you guys ever watch uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not? Yes. Is that, that like reminds of that? Me, it reminds me of Jack Plants to a certain degree, especially because William Shatner, he... Uh, all right, so William Shatner's performance in this show is probably his best. It's, it's, as, though, it's as though William Shatner over. is playing over. William Shatner. Yes. He, he takes William Shatner's uh, nuances and, and everything that that people tease about William Shatner and then doubles it. Yes. It's William Shatner doing an impression of, <laughs> of William Shatner. Shatner. It For is, real. it is top notch stuff. Uh, highly. Inter- even like his eyes, make his like eyes. weird. Yeah. He, he, and it reminds me of my dad. Yeah. Yes. He yes, does. Yes. He has some of the same mannerisms with like yes. his facial features, uh, expressions, expressions his yeah. posture. Because, you know, Shatner is... He's, like, sitting on that weird he's, stool. Yeah, he's on a weird stool, and he's got, like, sneakers on. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and a suit. In a suit. and he's But he's, like, always, like, turning his head to the camera and doing a dramatic performance. <laughs> if you can believe. Yeah. And that, that part reminds me almost of Jack Plants on Ripley's Believe It or Not. You know, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was so good. That was a good show. I always yeah. loved watching that one. It would come on TV yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I don't believe it. That's <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's about all for tonight. You know, we've got we've got a good range of, of things done uh, and talked about. And um, who knows? Maybe next episode we'll have some uh, have friends some friends with us again. We'll chat with some friends. We'll chat, chat with some friends. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, let's chat. Um, probably should double check. <laughs> I'm horrible at Instagram, so I'm trying to get better with Instagram because I'm terrible with my own personal Instagram. So mine is at Squatchy J. That's at S Q A T C H Y J. Uh, that's my personal. You can always follow me on there. Uh, at Mel Witchers. Uh. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah, we are. I'm not a big Instagrammer. No. I love watching and looking at stuff on Instagram. All right. I am at MelSibe9. M-E-L-S-E-I-B-9. That's my Instagram. That's my personal. You can see my my crazy big uh, black kitty cat Binks. He's on my Instagram page. 
Um, yep, once again, uh, follow us at Let's Chat. Uh, let's see, it's L-E-T-S period S-T-A-T. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Your money, uh, quote is going to start this off. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, welcome to Let's Chat with Mel and Kyle. Welcome. Uh, Tonight, we're going to talk about a little few things that are new in our lives, like cars, health plans, (laughs) education, maybe. Who knows? Maybe some chiropractor, PT. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mel's got a bone to pick with hers. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, we. I was going to tell you a few things about cattails so that you can cat read my tails. my kitty cat Binks when he flicks his tail, what that means. Oh, oh, like like how they're communicating? Yep. Okay. All right, that makes so sense. So the next time he meows and squats at you, you know what you did wrong. Oh, okay. I did wrong. Oh, and then I have a special treat, uh, a taste testy for... For us later. <laughs> we'll do that on air. Uh, our live live testing of nice. some treats. Okay. Alright, I'm excited. It's not the I'm uh I did try your zucchini bread and uh or muffins. My your almond my cake batter cake thing. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it did taste a lot like just sorta of sweet almond flour. I think I just didn't do a very good job mixing. Oh, I did put eggs in it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that I incorporated everything enough and I was trying to double so just, the batch without really doing the correct math. And then I just started adding other stuff. Okay. Did you <laughs> uh, like whisk it by hand or did you, do you have like an electric kind of I like? I used a spoon Okay. instead of getting out my electric mixer, which I probably okay, should have just did. Yeah. That probably would have helped your Yeah. Cause I didn't realize how clumpy the mm-hmm. almond flour was yeah it was the first time i ever used it so oh okay i probably should have got out the mixer i've used it a couple times when i, I tried doing some keto like recipes um i mean yeah it's kind of like they call it flour but it's really just super fine ground almonds yeah so you can't you can't really think of it like mm-hmm. in the traditional flour sense and it was just coming so, out in clumps too yeah when i was pouring it out yeah it, it doesn't really work the same way um so you got to kind of be careful of like how you use it. So tell us about your new car, Mel. What is it? What'd you get? I got a new 2020 Honda CRV. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, I've had it for I guess three weeks now. Has it been three weeks already? I got it August 5th. So yeah, I think almost yeah. three weeks. I think this past. Wednesday would be three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Um, so it's nice and spacious compared to my little Chevy I had before and leather yeah. seats and got a sunroof, moonroof. I'm glad you didn't go with the tracks. Because I'm we, we so passed, glad. We passed the one on the way here. 
And I'm like, you know, that really wasn't any bigger than her car. It's just a little bit taller. Exactly. That's, I mean, yeah. so, so she wouldn't have so gained anything. I'm so glad I went with the CRV. Yeah. Um, and it's all about drive. So that's really cool, especially in the winters around here. It can get a little sketchy on the roads. So it's nice having that little bit of extra traction confidence. Um, especially because, like, you live, we both live kind of like in this weird area where it's like, city but like right on the edge of country mm-hmm. so some of the roads are maintained and then a lot of them aren't yes. so like depending on which way you go um it could be easily like in several inches of snow versus something that's been cleared and iced and or you know uh, salted i mean true so that's nice having the all-wheel drive option you know yeah. honestly i didn't even know that was the option when i bought it <laughs> really <laughs> It stands for all damn. Oh, yeah. All damn. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those. I kind of saw it online. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Went and looked at it. Didn't know what half the features even meant or what I was even looking at. So what, what was the, the look of it? What the look. Um, I, and I knew I wanted something black. I was le- leaning more towards leather. Um, mm-hmm. Just... I just feel like with my cloth seats in my old car, I was constantly like stanking them up. Like, uh, you know, like I work out like pretty much every day and I just feel like I was always uh, so it's like sweaty soaking in my up car. your BO kind yeah, of. Yeah. So I was always trying to like cover it. It's like up a gym seat. bag that you can't yes, really wash. <laughs> yes. And I just felt like here lately my car just really was stinky. Um, so that's why I was looking more into leather, just. Be easier. You can wipe that up mm-hmm. so easily. Way easier to keep it maintained and not so stinky. Um, and I just, I just like the leather look, anyways. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, um, just wiping it off clean. It's so much easier to keep leather clean. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, the only thing that downside that you can really say is like the extreme weather uh, of it. Like summertime, if the sun's on it. Then it's like sitting in a frying pan. Mm-hmm. In the winter time, it's like sitting on a sheet of ice or something. But at yeah. least you have a um, seat heat, warmers. Yeah, the seat warmers. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've really had too much of the extreme heat with them yet. So right. We'll uh, see. Just yeah, hot interior this time of year really is the only thing you got to worry about. But I'd rather slide into like a really cold seat and then have it warm up than like a melting hot seat and then your bits are getting like roasted. Right. And I feel like I really don't drive far distances right now. So. Oh yeah. Especially since you're working from home. I'm so, working I mean, from home and like everywhere is just kind of just a couple miles away. So I don't even feel like I'm in the car for that long. Yeah. And I, everyone keeps asking me how I like driving it. And I'm like, honestly, I haven't even really driven I, it that much. The longest you drove was on the way back yep. from <laughs> Evansville, right? Yep. So I mean, <laughs> Just a few hours at one time, and then mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And then yeah, like maybe I maybe five ten minutes a day. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot of seat time for the three weeks you've owned it. Right. <laughs> Which is good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Keeping those miles down, but at the same time, you got this brand new car that you barely drive, mm-hmm. so it's like. Oh. But I did find. Um, some dusters i know my brother was calling them california dusters but i did find some where i bought one for the inside of my car and i bought one for the outside okay keep them separate <laughs> do you keep them in like separate bags in the back or something i haven't used them yet 
But yeah, probably. Yeah. I need to do that. I probably need to go through and clean things. And I still need to like go through and like figure things out. And at the dealership, he was asking me all kinds of questions and questions I never thought in my life I would ever be asked, let alone answer. So like, uh, do you want your doors to lock at speed 10 or just whenever <laughs> you start the car? Or, um, you know, just a few other things. But yeah, it's like, yeah. how do you want your settings to be in them? I don't know. I don't care. Like things that you just normally like in cars pass, you just get into your car. If you lock it, you lock it. If you're not, okay. That's right. on you. Right. And you start and go. Right. <laughs> right. So just questions that I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. So I do need to take some time to just sit in my car and look at things and figure out things or if I need to change or update. Yeah. So do you know if yours has like that, uh, parking assist where it will parallel park for you? Uh, I don't think it does, but I do have the lane correction. Okay. So it will correct me if I'm you start like, drifting mm-hmm. side to side. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, th- I don't remember anybody saying anything about that parking. Well, I <laughs> might, and I probably said I would never parallel park. So maybe we stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like there's no reason for me to even try to pa- parallel park anywhere. Very few occasions I could think that, that I would even be forced to do it. Yeah, because where we live, uh, parallel parking is usually like a last resort, and you don't have to come it's across not even in that like situation true, very it's usually often. Usually, not even a true parallel. Park. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. so much space in between. Yeah, there unless you go like in downtown area of Indy, like in this area of Carmel, it almost everything has a parking lot, or it's yeah. super easy like street parking, yeah. and so. Yeah, most people around here, I don't even think, know how to parallel park. Well, they don't know how to use stop signs because we've got all roundabouts. So That's true, yeah. I doubt we've got parallel parkers. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think last time I heard, Carmel is the roundabout capital of the world. Like, we have Probably. the most roundabouts per square mile than anywhere else in the world. Probably. Yeah, I would definitely believe that. <laughs> so. they, and the new thing is the figure eight ones. Oh, yeah, yeah got a few of those too especially going over um 31 state Mm -hmm. state road 31 Mm -hmm. so yep that's the new thing yeah yeah so your chiropractor uh need you need some your shit adjusted (laughs) you need your neck popped i always need my neck popped and she just can't do it but she one she the one that can't do it wasn't originally your chiropractor right like when you started off right Right. there okay the original one could yeah she yeah you know some days she would have issues but Uh we'd always get it very rarely she like massage your neck to to relax you Mm -hmm. or they'll do that little i call it like a stun gun but it's not oh it looks kind of like a uh yeah it does that clank yeah that click click whatever click yeah yeah do you feel like that does anything no Okay. I don't know what it does, but I mean, when she did it, it would help. But that lady, um, my newer lady, she also did that in my glute a couple times, which was cool. Really? Mm-hmm. Because she said they were super tight. Huh. And I said, yeah, I'm working on Judy during quarantine. <laughs> well, I just got back from a chiropractor uh, visit today. And, it, you know, no real problems. I just do it more for, like, just... The maintenance, body maintenance, like maintenance yeah. mode. Yeah, like I'm in maintenance mode, but then working from home, I had gotten off track, uh-huh. and then 
just like working out and stress and right yeah yeah sleeping terribly so everything all adds up and so it does all those things like make your muscles contract in different ways um especially like working from home like if you don't have a straight desk type office setup where you have like the proper chair and and uh proper height desk then you can sometimes like slouch and end up hurting yourself like ellen did with her back because she sat on like a bench oh yeah no 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 back support and uh she's this chair back. here was originally my office chair it looks like it i had looks i had like 50 pounds i had pillows in it i had um one of those, like, where you plug into the power outlet in your car for a seat warmer. Yeah, I yeah, had yeah. that as part of <laughs> <laughs> As, like, a padding contour and yep, everything like that? Yep, Are you and just missing, like, the, the wooden bead? Yeah. Stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but no, this was, it was so uncomfortable. And uh, when I first started working from home, I was like, well, we're not going to be home for very long. I'm not going to go buy a Sure. Chair. And then it was like, yep, going to be home for a while. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. let's use this Amazon gift card I found. Oh, you just found like twenty five dollar Amazon. Hell, why not? Yeah, That's I'm not cool. a big online shopper, so I've probably had it for a couple of years. Oh, and you're not an online shopper Mm-mm. in this day and age. No, I want to go to the store. Okay, and now is that simply like for wanting to get out and interact, or is it because you want to hold and see the yeah, physical? Well, I have both. Okay, a little bit of both. Like, yeah, I like. I want to see it. I want to know what it really looks like, what it feels like, mm-hmm. how heavy it is, or whatever. Right. Plus, like, she said. I want it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Amazon's fast, but, like, certain things, it's just like, I can just go down right. the street it's literally and just get it. a couple miles away. Just yeah. go get it. I just want to go get it. I want it now. Like, yeah. I needed it yesterday, so, like, I just want to go buy it now. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, even though, like, they are super fast with things, but it's just, like... I mean, in general, like, yeah, I want to go to the store to see it. Yeah. Uh, clothing is one of those oh, things yeah, that, like, yeah. you can buy so easily online, but you really I've, don't know how it's going to fit, oh. feel, anything, or even, like, colors. Mm-hmm. Colors will be totally different online versus real life because right. of lighting, your screen, right. color settings. I, I could probably... And who wants to deal with the hassle of, like... Ordering, returning, returning ordering, returning. Because then you're making trips to like the post office. I honestly don't think I've ever bought an article of clothing online for myself. Uh huh. Not, not one. Maybe, maybe, maybe one or two things. Maybe, but even with like clothing, even within the same brand, you still can wear different sizes or whatever. Um, so I, there are a couple stores that I like to shop at because uh-huh. I know like how things typically fit. So like if I was going to order clothing online, it would be through one of those stores where I've already bought several things from and kind of know. Gotcha. But now I want to try it on. I want to make sure it fits before yeah. I buy it. I'm super picky about clothing. Um, I just don't, and that's one of the things why I don't like clothes shopping. Cause it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't like the process of having to try all these different things on just to have two of them actually yeah. be comfortable. Oh, I like, sh- I like clothes shopping. I like to go and I like to try on clothes. I just, I'm one of those. I won't buy it though. 
let's just go try on clothes. Uh -huh. Just try it on. But I'll walk around for like 20 minutes with it in my cart and then just put it all away. <laughs> I just have a problem. I, a, I just have a problem spending money. Um, that was a big thing with my car, like just spending the money and knowing the car payment each month. I hadn't had a car payment in years. Yeah. Um, even though I, I, for years, I think everybody knew I'm saving my money for a car. Like that's the next thing I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a car, but yet so hard to put that money down and know that yeah. payment's well, coming. Once you saved and, up a good chunk of change, you know, it's like, do I want to get rid of this? I like seeing well, this number. I'm yeah, like, I like seeing I like that, like seeing that number, number yeah. but I purposely, like that's what I'm doing with us. Right. right. But it, just even in general, I have a hard time spending money. Um, I'm also trying to get rid of stuff, like minimize things, like just okay. get like, so I'm like, I don't need to just buy things because I have money. Like I've right. never had that problem. I have no problem saving money. I always hid my money as a kid, <laughs> always hid my money, but I had two brothers that would probably go. They probably looked for it. <laughs> I hid my money. I hid my candy. I hid my Flintstone vitamins because they were nasty. <laughs> Nice. Not because you wanted them, but just because... Nope, they were gross. Uh -huh. uh, I did not enjoy the Flintstone vitamins, and uh, my parents still like to make fun of me for it and joke about it, that um, I would get up, like, we would get our vitamins at, like, dinner, uh -huh. and then I would be like, I have to go to the bathroom! <laughs> and then I would go throw it under my bed. So when we got rid of that bed and moved the bed, it was just piles <laughs> <laughs> and your parents were none the wiser like nope <laughs> wow and i probably was i don't know seven eight nine ten fairly like, old huh yeah like old enough it's not like you're a four-year-old throwing yeah, yeah right right yeah no i was probably under you know but six to ten something like that uh, i don't remember but yeah like they still make fun of it or anything that's like a flintstone like vitamin meme or commercial or something. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that. Blah. Yeah. But yeah I, I used to hide everything as a kid. That's funny. Yeah. So are you going to go like look for a different chiropractor, get your neck cranked? And uh, I don't think so. I'm go I probably do need to make an appointment soon because they do that whole like if you haven't been in like three months or so like we have to do like a um reevaluation and it's yeah. i don't want to do that either but um there's like the i guess you would call her like the owner but she was like started the practice yeah um she tends to see more like prenatal and children type um patients but she has done some things to me before. So I'm, if I call to try to make an appointment, I'm going to see if I can request her. Okay. Um, so hopefully I probably need to get, you know, something in soon. So I'm going to try to request the other lady because she has popped my neck. Like she yeah. has gotten it before. Um, she gets in there. Um, but then I really want to get some scraping done. So, yeah. so if they can't get the net to pop at least i know the scraping will give me that relief i need okay yeah i'm going to be going into um the physical therapist next tuesday starting off and they're going to be 
starting with like the that scraping technique. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've well, oh, probably close close to two years, but yeah, really? yeah, two years since I last had it. Really? Yeah, but it helped out a lot. Oh, it's instant, really, for me. Like instant. I mean, it's it's like the best example of like good pain. Yeah, you know, hurts what I mean? so good. Hurts so good, exactly. Especially if your muscles are already sore. Um, it's just like an extra layer of hell going yeah. through it. But within an hour of that, your body is completely Oh, I changed. feel it within like minutes of her like starting. Mm-hmm. Minutes. I mean, it. And then it lasts when it's a couple done hours. Right. And like, you yeah. know, the next couple of days, it definitely feels so much yeah, better. Yeah, and you'll feel bruised and sore and all that stuff. But um, when I first had it done years ago, I did it because my upper body was like super tight and it was mm-hmm. painful just sitting at my desk at work. Like it was just so, it, it just so tight and I couldn't get it massaged enough or anything like that. So I found a uh, massage therapist who ended up doing that scraping technique on me with all the different tools and everything. And um, I was just blown away by like how effective it was. and. Within two visits, and oh, all I that was doing hooked. that. I was hooked like the first five I was like, seconds. My, I, my I flexibility was completely restored, and like I could move my shoulders and and arms in ways that I hadn't in a while because of just how much they had been restricted by that kind of um, that, that fascia squ- buildup. Yeah, fascia buildup, scar tissue, um, and, and you know when it's explained to me why the scraping needs to be done and to break that up it made a lot of sense of why i was feeling like i was prior mm-hmm. and so with my muscle issue in my my back that it causes me pain and i can't uh, like rotate my neck all the way to the right she said there was like a good degree of difference between looking left and right and my tilt as right. well what i can do before was restricted mm-hmm. and um she thinks that like I don't know. It could be like a possible older injury, like to some muscles in my back. And then that fascia kind of built up around it and is now like pressing in on the, like a nerve or something that's making it hurt. So, yeah, I um, believe it. Yeah. I mean, cause it just kind of came up about seven months ago and I've just been trying to, you know, at first I was like, uh, it'll go away. Like, like all kind of like muscle pain does eventually and everything, but it never did. And then I was like, well, I'll just try and like massage it. Like I put a, racquetball between my back and the wall because it's squishy but still pretty firm and I'll like roll it right into like those nerve bundles where I, I need it but it's the relief is only like a few minutes after I've, I've done it and then it's mm-hmm. still hurting so it's like okay there's something you gotta get deeper something else is going on here so eventually like yeah that's how I figured to get the physical therapist who knows the anatomy well and mm-hmm. can figure out a long term solution so right right yeah so next week I'm starting that be two times a week until they she figures that I can go right. less. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping it fixes it. I don't know I she so she too. she took like a good hour and some just examining it and and my body range of motion and really pinpointing where the problem area is so that she can like just really focus on it. Did so, you get any X-rays done? No X-rays, no. no. No, but I have some x-rays of my back from uh, a chiropractor yeah, visit the years ago. Yeah, Yeah, so. They do that, yeah, because they were, I know when I went, like, just some of the concerns I had, but 
I think they do it for all new patients anyways, but mm -hmm. just to make sure there's not something going on. Cause I was having, um, my, I would kind of like look down and it would happen a lot when I was like driving, just kind of like a weird, like I would look down and it would just like jolt my neck Ooh. in a weird position and it would do a really awkward pop. And then it would send like a tingle Ooh. down my Ooh. left arm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it would be popping without me putting any force. You know, I would just slightly turn mm -hmm. and it would just pop, but it would be like not a good pop. Like something's out of alignment. Yeah. Kind of. An... Almost where it was like straining too. I was having a lot of strain down my neck and then, um, oh, what's that called right there? The um, trap? Yeah, my traps. Uh -huh. My traps were super tight, so like that—that's always something that they scrape for me. Okay. Because it's always just super tight, and it's the gym. Right. Yeah. Because you're doing it's a lot gym. of push-ups. You're doing a lot of weights, and of mm -hmm. course, punching. Yeah. I mean, you are kickboxing, right. so I mean, yeah, that works. That yeah, whole shoulder area. Yeah, we hardcore. do a lot of upper body at my kickboxing class. We're just punching and then weights like last night we were doing the rings we haven't done the Ooh, rings in a the while rings, rings can be tough yeah doing pull-ups george yeah. likes yeah sometimes yeah, when george gets rings. on the uh, gets on a, a ring thing, kick yeah. and then it's like please stop with the rings or some some weeks he'll be like just kill you with push-ups or yeah. it'll be core work you know yeah i think we hadn't done rings in weeks and it was like when classes started back up again and we like i mean it was still like weeks months you know before we did the rings but it was like me and jess went all out and i totally messed everything up again because oh, i was just going too hard yeah. and you know just the wrong placement as i was trying to do something and it was just like all that neck Ugh. it just flared it all back up yeah i know it's like sometimes when i'll do something that's really hard on my traps then like the next day or two days afterwards it, it gets that super tight sore mm -hmm. feeling and the only way you can like get relief is by pushing down on it but you can't ever push down hard enough with your own hand so like what i would do is i'd open like the car door if the car door is lower than like my shoulder i'll get right in the door no. jam on the top <laughs> and then like try and stand up with the door jam pushing down into it and so that my legs are putting the pressure down into my shoulder basically by pushing myself up like a jack oh. into it. But it feels so good because it's it's otherwise I'd have to have somebody yeah. stand over me and push down into my yeah. my shoulder like that. Yeah, I've kind of done something similar with like my foam roller where it's like I've got it angled up against the wall and then okay, that yeah. edge is just cutting Today. right into it. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a bear scratching your back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes that's the only way you can get relief, especially when you are by yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, Ellen just doesn't have the wrist strength to do it because sometimes you got to be at a funny angle or like uh, if you're trying to get like a very uh, small spot, you're using your thumbs and, you know, you can only put so much pressure on your thumb for so long. Um, so I end up just trying to find weird ways to get the pressure in in those spots for however i can but so i'm glad that uh i'm gonna get it professionally looked at hopefully taken care of but you know it is what it is i i'm not gonna stop doing like the jujitsu and and you know muay thai and stuff like that because i really enjoy it it's and you know not only is it exercise but it's just a lot of fun for me 
So, you know, I'll take the the ups and the downs with it. I'm sure you're the same way with, you know, yeah, it's, like it's my, like when anybody's my dad like was like, why don't you just stop working out since that seems to be the root. I, <laughs> stop working out. Right. You, know, you, you don't want to. Yeah. One, my health is more important than that. But two, like you enjoy it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not so self-destructive that you medically need to stop. You know, it's just, I mean, it's physical. It's, it's the world. Nothing comes without a cost. And, you know, the cost is certain pains and aches and damage to your body. But most of the time, you know, it's nothing that can't be repaired right, with yeah, time or something yeah. like Anytime that. Anytime you work out, it's small little tears. So, yeah. I mean, it's all yeah. normal, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I too heavy of weights or too many reps or something that, yeah, I'm pushing it. But yeah. It's not enough to stop me. You know, I'm not causing, or as far as I know, it's not a serious injury. I'm just a little discomfort. Yeah. How are your knees doing? Because I know you, you're running good. a good amount, right? Yeah. I've never really had knee issues. You're, was it a couple years ago you had the toe <laughs> the toe issues uh, saved by like the, the potato? Top, the top of my foot. Oh, or well, I mean, I've got sometimes my, I have a weird runner's toe thing that happens where it's like my um, toenails kind of start like it's like too much pressure on the toenails where it's not like dead or falls off, but it kind of gets like almost like a pull away. Is it? No, no, no. It's almost just like a big white spot on like the side of my nail. Do I have a, I don't know. No, no, I, I have polish on right now oh, or okay. else you would probably see it where it's basically, it's just, it's almost smashing it's like it's the been, nail. Okay. But it's not gotten to the point where it's like, just not like forcing it into or, your yeah. meat, I guess, of the thumb or thumb. I'm looking at my thumb. Meat of your toe. Like it's not pushing the nail down into it, right? Right. It's kind of more pushing it towards the side. Like okay. it's a runner's thing. Um, or it's like, you know, your shoes are typically too tight and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, just a common runner thing. Um, and then I've had bouts of like plantar fasciitis. I've never actually had that checked out, just self-diagnose. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I had that weird thing with my foot where it was, um, I was calling it like plantar fasciitis on the top of my foot. So it was like my foot always felt like I was wearing a super tight shoe. Yeah. Cause it was like, I remember it was right like across the swollen. top of my foot where like your shoelaces would be. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? I can't even remember which foot it was now. I think it was my left. I can't even remember now. I mean, it wasn't terribly long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Because I still have some of the pain meds from it. So tell, tell us about the holistic oh, <laughs> the holistic healing <laughs> aspect of this. My Mexican your shaman. Mexican shaman, your, um, your brujo. So I think actually it started when I was having issues with my wrist. Uh, because I worked in retail, so it was a lot of, like, I was using my wrist and a lot of, like, uh, weight and applied pressure, just the way you're holding your wrist. Almost like how a server, you know, with those serving trays, it was a lot of that type of pressure. So I was having issues with my wrist, just kind of always hurting, but it felt better if I applied pressure. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know this little Mexican man from my part-time job, and he is a self- 
self-proclaimed healer. Um, he's had crazy life, all these interesting, crazy stories. How much of it do I actually believe? I don't know. <laughs> um, like, I think every family member has tried to kill him at some point in his life, starting with his mom, like drinking bleach when she was pregnant. Yeah. How did she not die? Let I don't alone know. Him. I, I think that's what she did. Or she was like stabbing herself. Oh. Like she was trying to get rid of him. God damn. Um, and then, um, what a way you come into the world. Then I think his dad, when he was like toddlerish, tried to like run over him with a tractor. Uh, so this is all in like Mexico. Um, one of his famous stories was pro he was probably like he was still like baby on a bottle type age, uh, like still pretty young, barely like walking, crawling type deal. Where he was placed into this, I guess it was just like a building, and it just had one, the the one door, and he said he was placed there to die with no supplies. He's just like a young baby, young toddler was just placed in this building to die. And that um, angels came with like cow's milk, like these angels brought a cow to him and that's how he survived was from these cow's milk and somehow he got out of this building from the angels. Aliens. <laughs> 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 anyways, anyways, little background about him. So he's he um, just considers himself, you know, like spiritual, holistic. Um, he's you know reads up about herbs and you know natural type healing things. So I was complaining about my wrist one night, and he's like, "I I'll take care of it." So next time I saw him, he brought in a raw potato and brought in some sort of tea, some root tea that he made. I honestly have no idea what was in it. And then a bunch of pills, which um, I know some of them were uh, a leaf because they were blue. Uh -huh. uh, I don't know what the others were. So a little handful of pills, a raw potato, and some tea. So he told me to take the pills which I've known this guy now for 10 years. So at the time, probably four or five years I had known him. So I didn't, and we were at work. So we started, we did this at the beginning of the shift. So I'm like, he's not trying to like drug me and right. like do something to me. Like we're still at work. Yeah. So I probably had more trust in him than I probably should have. Or, you know, for other people, like I just trusted him. And I didn't think he was trying to do anything, you know, bad to me. So I take the handful of pills and then he told me to drink the tea and it was gross, but he said, drink as much as you can. So he said, try to drink at least half of it. So I did that. So while I'm doing this. He's cutting up the raw potato. So he cuts them into pretty thin slices because probably about half the potato, pretty thin slices. So then I take my pills and I drink my drink and he starts taking the potatoes and placing them around my wrist. So it starts at like the base of, you know, the bottom base of my wrist and just layering the potatoes. Almost like a, a bracelet. Yeah, like a bracelet, just kind of little layers on top of each other going around my wrist. Yeah. And then I think kind of in between some of the layers, he would put paper towel because 
like the potato, you know, it's very um, uh, watery. So a little bit of the paper towel to soak up some of that. And then we wrapped it in an ace bandage Okay. for like six hours. It was a long shift that night for six hours. So it was like when we got done with our six hour, you know, the six hours, it was like we were probably about ready to leave work. So he took it all off. And then I redid the whole process. I took more of the pills, drank the other rest of the drink, and then he did the potato thing again. Then I like slept on it. And then I think in the morning took it off. Wrist was like 80% when it was maybe, I don't know, 50% before, like just kind of. Did you have swelling before? Is it swollen or is it just pain? Uh, like I don't think it was induced. really swollen. Um, but you could tell like when we took the potatoes off, how it had like sucked like the moisture out of my skin. Like it was all like like clinging to the bone. Ooh. It was all like dried out. Really? Um, so it was more of like if I applied pressure to it. Actually, I think it was my right wrist because I still sometimes have troubles at kickboxing. That's why I wrap. So sometimes too many push-ups. Like if I'm not wearing my wraps, it starts to irritate. But it's like if I apply pressure to it, it doesn't hurt. Or it won't hurt later either. Yeah. So, but I mean, it was like a huge improvement from before and then after. So it was kind of crazy. So yeah, that was the potato for my wrist. (laughs) But it was really cool to see how the potato like kind of dried up like that. And it was, it made me think of like in the um, uh, middle ages, the dark ages where they would like keep the onions around or. Like do the poultices. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminded me of that where it was just like, okay, like. I mean, there's, but there's, it's a potato. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Just a regular like Idaho potato. Not not all rotten, not shredded, not nothing, not not a hash brown you slap on there. Nothing special at all. <laughs> nothing breakfast style. Nope. O'Brien. Nope. Yeah. Nope. And then um, when I had issues with my foot, um, I actually went to his house. I think I believe twice, and he. Um, I think I took some more like a leave and um, he basically created like a steam bath. Mm -hmm. Probably had some Epsom salt and some other things in it. And then it was like, we just kind of wrapped my foot up in like a towel, but I basically had my foot like down in this big metal pot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it was like the steam was helping. And then he had um, like one of those like massagers, like it was like the con air where it's got like the three bulbed heads, but then you can like, it's got the yeah, stick. Yeah, yeah. And so like he was massaging like my whole leg. Like to, trying to get the blood flow yeah, going. Yeah. So it was like a combination of like the blood flow uh, and then just kind of like that Epsom steam. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, oh, and he was doing where he would take take my foot out and he was like deep tissue rubbing it. And you could see, cause it was swollen. You could just see it like flattening. Really? So it was almost, you know, like 
how people get, will get like puffy from like salt or something, uh-huh. but it's like, you can kind of like you push on it and that indention, like that's what it looked like. And he was just like really hard, hard massaging that out. Like it was insane, wow. insane. And it hurt so bad, but it was like that it hurt so good. Uh-huh. And I think, um, spending probably an hour or so at his house, like twice. So where did the swelling, the where the fluid or whatever, did it just go like your toes or like? It dispersed, out, I don't out, know. Yeah, like okay. he just like, I mean, like when I would go home or, you know, hours later, like uh-huh. it would start to swell back up again. And then, Oh gosh, you know what? And I think it was maybe like two weeks out. Like it was feeling so much better. But then I think it like a week or two later, that's when I went to like the urgent care because that's when I woke up and it was swollen even more to where I couldn't, I could barely even walk on it. Damn. So it's like, I don't, I, he was helping. Right. But yet I think I was still just. It maybe required more than just the. But they basically they told me what it was and basically it was whatever those i guess tendons or whatever like they were flared up and it was almost like comparison of like plantar fasciitis where he was talking about surgery like oh you're probably gonna have to have surgery and then you know what i quit retail and it all went away amazing how retail ruins lives everywhere Oh, it ruins lives. Like holidays. I, I think it sped along my uh, uh, hair loss. Hair loss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I lo- I started losing hair when I was about sixteen. I noticed when I would wash my hair that like a good amount would come up when I would be done lathering and stuff like that. But I still had decent hair coverage on top of my head when I was like 24 ish. Yeah. But I was in retail for 11 years and uh, I think the the stress of that, especially, you know, becoming a manager and all that, Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, yeah, going to give up the ghost. I could rock a good crown if I really, really wanted to, like (laughs) a monk of the middle ages, just keep it going around the sides. But, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I I think I heard that that look is out right now. So I I just, I'll wait wait for the hipsters to bring it back. Yeah. Wait for the hipsters. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Um, Retail does ruin lives. I mean, good money though. I make great money, but at what cost? Like, right. I mean, you had to get potatoes slapped on your wrist. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the healthcare is so good here. <laughs> Check this out. I did. It's organic. Really, I did have really good insurance though, but I just never use it. So I'm like, I don't want to go to the doctor. I'll go to. I'll go to a medicine man. Yeah. yeah. My neighborhood medicine man. (laughs) But he also said he and I had a deeper connection too, because he could also, I guess, read like my auras that I was also Uh um, like a healer type person too. That's why my, I always like took so well, like I had an open mind and um, I kind of had maybe not so much of the healing properties, but like that sixth sense thing where, um, which I've always felt that my whole life too, though, that I've like, like I'll dream weird stuff to where it's like, it kind of comes true or I'll, you know, just things like that. Or like deja vu. I have it all the time. Mm -hmm. Just little things where it's like, 
I don't think, you know, I'm a psychic or a medium or anything, but it's like, I have, I do. You feel like there's a deeper connection somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I believe in all that shit and I like all that, you know, I'm not like, I don't, I don't live my life. I don't live my life by the tarot, but like, I like that stuff. Uh I, I can get into it some, you know, some bit, but I don't know. It's one of those things where, um, they say for like ghosts, um, if you're someone that is open to it and you know you're i I guess it's like you're open to it and you know you you want to believe or you're just kind of drawn to it like like then maybe there is you've got kind of got that deeper connection to where maybe something would reach out to you sure sure have you ever seen a ghost do you feel like you've seen a ghost Uh I've seen the like shadowy type people um, where it's like I'll be on my couch here and I'm like watching TV but yet I'm seeing something on like through your periphery mm-hmm. yeah or you know just kind of not in the sense like a lot of people will see like the bad shadow figures where it's like I'm looking you know at you but behind you I see like this giant figure I, I see it more as just like core of my eye type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, ghost. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. Um, I do believe one time I was touched by a ghost though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do you want um, to say that for another episode? We or? could. Uh, it was that'd at, be, that'd it was be at Andrea's cool. parents' house. So Maybe we should she, do a, a paranormal We should. Episode. Yeah. That, that could definitely. Tell us what you think in the comments. Yes. We will, should definitely. Maybe we should save it for that. Yeah, maybe we could reach out to some friends and see if anybody has. That would be cool, yeah. Has, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, like, I'm totally into it. <gasps> we need to have your cousin Kelly come and talk about Ooh, some things. Maybe we could do, like, a live tarot reading, too. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I wish I knew my cousin Kelly's handle right now, um, but she does tarot funny. readings um, with, a, well, with her partner, Well, she's, like, Spell right? Sisters. You can yeah, find spell them on Spell Sisters on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, Spell Sisters on Facebook. And I believe on Instagram, it's Spell Sisters. Um, But yeah, they do um, all kinds of... Yep, Spell Sisters on Instagram and Facebook. Um, So they do tarot and astrology, uh, the Reiki... Is it Reiki or Reiki? Reiki. Reiki? Reiki. I don't know, I'm confused. (laughs) I know, I know. Uh, so yeah, she's, I mean, just all around, like she's an awesome person. So if anything, just go check her out because she's cool as shit. Yeah. Kelly! Cool. <laughs> want to uh, say thank you to our sponsor, Squatchy Sauce Company. Uh, yes. Always providing tasty condiments. Yes. And um, yeah, I think that could be, that'll be it for tonight. And we'll get together a paranormal based episode or two uh, to do here in the near future. So. Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and this has been Let's Chat.